I'm Perry. This is Hidden in Plain Sight. And to my right, star of Blaze TV's Primetime with Alex Stein, the one and only Mr. Brandon Steele. We've reached the end. This is the, the final section. Well, I guess this is actually, it's nowhere close to the end. This is the final section of book one of three. And yes. then after those three are done, he's already pitched the one that comes after that within this book. This is the end of uh, the first part of the trilogy. Right. I was. No, it's clearly the end of his connection to reality. Long since severed. Yeah. I was going back and forth with uh, Chet on Patreon DMs, and he said David had mentioned something about how he's uh, he's finishing up book two right now. Hell yeah, dude. I don't know how soon the follow-up to this comes out, but I don't think. I don't think we're going to get a huge break between this and the next one. Because do remember, we're going to catch up to like modern day by the time we finish this today. And then the rest of the books are supposed to be what comes after. I mean, I assume, depending on how it sells, will determine how quickly he has to put the other parts out. Remember, though, buying this gives you access to all three. That's what I mean. He might have to either just like spit those out and get them over with so he can write new ones that you have to pay for. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Or he can milk it and just ride the wave. I could see that being. He's like, uh, he's like James Cameron with fucking avatar. (laughs) He's already greenlit the other two sequels, but he's going to see how this does in China before he goes for it. I believe, or no, I'm wrong. I was going to say, I checked this book on Amazon, but no, I didn't. I don't even think he's selling it anywhere, but his website. No, he's, he's doing this in house, which I, think, I don't know what type of percentage he's saving, but for a $100 book, it's probably significant enough to matter. Uh, I've heard that, um, what's the fucking, Audi- Audible. Audible takes uh, something that's like 30% of sales, so it's it's pretty, it's for, yeah, it's a $100 book, it's pretty significant. I just realized that he probably is not selling it through Amazon, so he now has a built-in excuse for why it was not a New York Times bestseller or a USA Today bestseller well, I don't, or an Amazon bestseller. I actually don't think it literally could be because it has to go through a publishing house, I think. I this don't know. Shit. I don't know if it's like a Grammy thing where you almost I, need a company to push for it. Well, like this more <clears throat> qualifies as an extended PDF. Than a book. It's basically a hundred dollar shit post. Yeah, this I is feel... this is like 4chan uh schizo post posting, but he he just added a cover to it. That's really the only difference. Yeah, I feel like you have a, a some sort of publishing house behind you. In fact, before we even get to this, there there's a real bizarre thing he does at the very top of this book, you know, because he doesn't have like a publishing house. That's what made me think of it. He intimately describes his penis. That and so this is listed as a the rush deadline prophecy version. But here's the the anti pirating notice we have in this. All rights reserved. No part of this book may be reproduced, scanned, or distributed in any printed or electronic form without permission. Please do not participate in or encourage piracy of copyrighted materials in violation of the author's rights. Purchase only authorized editions. David is your friend. Do you, <laughs> do you really want Michael teaching you how not to hurt your friends? Which is vaguely threatening, I yeah. think. Oh, no, that's definitely a threat. It's like, do you want Michael to fuck you up? Yeah, uh, uh, the archangel is going to come fuck your shit up if you, uh, if you steal this book. Look, folks, if you steal my shit, the archangel Michael's not going to be kind. 
Here we go. We are now on to Section 9, May 1997, Part 2, The Skip Sessions. I do like that he, for some reason, has decided that the only time he was ever able to prophesize was from 96 to 98. <laughs> we we actually get some 2010 prophecy in this section for oh, some he, reason. He got the power back again? It's his ability. He gets the power when it's convenient, and when it's not convenient, it goes away. And any time in the future, he'll be able to come back to these times and conveniently have had a day where he received prophecy. What I was actually saying when talking to those squirrels was about <laughs> the world form economic collapse. Before we get to the uh, the actual skip readings here, this is a little this is a little excerpt from David's journal back in '97. Quote. I have just returned from Skip Weatherford's house, wherein we went through a very strange set of experiences. It sounds like a made-up name, right? Skip, Skip, Weatherford. Skip Weatherford sounds like a made-up Skip Weatherford. The most recent of which is that I was unable to start this computer at all without it being in safe mode. This was a recurring problem, but never to the degree that it was today, where there was a total block to entry. This uh, he attributes this to fifth density negative companion interference, which do remember Word. fifth density interference is what uh, the law of one called it when Satan was interrupting. Satan is in his has corrupted his files. Satan, it's worse. Satan won't even let him boot up his computer unless it's in safe mode, which we know never happens to old computers. It's no. always the work of the literal devil. Then once the startup screen came on in safe mode, the time was. Exactly 2.22. Oh, no. And dig this. And stayed that way for the better part of the entire minute. <laughs> that is quite literally how all fucking minutes work, David. All minutes are a minute for the better part of a minute <laughs> because that's the literal fucking measurement used for the better part. And the craziest thing is this is not the first time he does this in a book. There's another one where I think it's 4.44. It's like it was like that for almost an entire minute. It's a line I would write as a bit. You won't believe it. It was 222 for almost a whole minute. A lot of... <laughs> a lot of this shit... You know what? It sounds like a fucking Norm MacDonald joke, yeah. except he doesn't mean it as a joke. He it means is, it literally. It was 222 for, for almost a whole minute. <laughs> <laughs> on the way home from so actually after that fucking astonishing revelation, on the way home from Skips, I noticed that I got stopped by a police officer for speeding. This seemed so apropos in lieu of everything else that I wasn't even very upset about it. Since it appeared that my karma was being cleared, there was no need to worry about it. The message was simple. This was the end of bad driving. <laughs> It's, uh, uh, we got to get our hands on David's journal. He was such a bad driver. It was costing him too much money. Yeah, well, you know, between the clock and him getting pulled over, it was a sign from God. It'd be funnier if he was he was meeting Skip Bayless. It it might as well be for all the good this guy does. It it They call it a hypnotic regression, but really it's just David doing his channeling thing with some other dudes sitting there, more or less. That's all it is. Yeah. So David goes to uh, Skip's house where he gets hypnotically regressed to age five. Uh, the the transcript of this, because he transcribes the whole fucking thing, it's way too long, so I'm not going to read it. I'll give you the highlights, but it's literally like 20 pages of the book is his hypnotic regression. Like him just talking in different ages? Well, he, he's five, I think. That doesn't seem to factor into this much at all, but it's... He 
it's like channeling, except David is now referring to himself in the third person. So if I were doing it, I'd be like, Perry needs to focus on doing this episode right now. Basically just that. All right. It's dumb David shit. Michael pops into this session to let us know that uh, David used to be a fifth density being, which, if you'll recall, as we just talked about, that would put him on par with literally Jesus and the devil. Well, it's very lofty. That would put them on par with David. <laughs> That's a better way to phrase it. The past life timeline where David murdered his husband in Japan is very, very important. I believe we covered that. Wait, what? This was in uh, Awakening in the Dream. Remember when he was a Japanese woman and he murdered his uh Oh, right, husband? right, right. And he was dating a Japanese gal. Correct. Uh, where was I? Oh, yes. He was, I believe he was a prostitute in that life as well. He where, was a Japanese he was, whore? Yeah, I believe so. I believe that was in Awakening in the Dream. I mean, that sounds about right for that book. It's all so, it's so hard to keep track of. There's so many ridiculous claims <laughs> that it's really hard some... to focus. He said some wild shit in that book. David is actually 18 people, or at least fragments of people that need to be consolidated. These, go ahead. That's a lot. That's a lot of multiple personalities it's a to, ton of to people put together. These fragments were created by literally killing him in a parallel life, and they were created to hide the additional aspects of himself. So in the last episode when we were talking about, you know, the devil fucking his ass yeah. and then uh, eating him alive, right? every time the devil did that, he created, like, a new David in, a, in this timeline by killing he, him in a separate timeline. He fucked his ass into multiple timelines. He fucked him into having a new personality. Now, that is a power like I would expect the devil to have. His dick can create dissociative identity disorder? It can create multiple timelines, yeah. And I would go, I've at most been five people. Eighteen. I've had five particular dreams where I died very specifically. Uh-huh. So I would give myself five <laughs> lives. No, I guess you got this, four to spare. This one's lucky number six. No, I've already died in the lives. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're already done. I just had a dream of how I died in them. David lived in Atlantis, where he was an expert in calendars and time, which I guess explains the what fucking a gay clock synchronicities. You're going to go all the way to Atlantis, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in charge of the clocks? I, <laughs> To be fair to him, I think he explained, you know, calendars were like super fucking important back then. Yeah, I keep track of reason. what day it is. <laughs> I got a real important responsibility here in the most advanced civilization yeah. on the planet. Everyone look at uh, your home home screen yeah. on your phone. David was responsible oh, for that. No, I got rejected from the gene splicing program where they're making the chimeras. We, I just read the clock out loud. No, I just know what day of the week yeah. it is. David uh, has a bunch of damage to his red chakra. This is the one. His ass chakra? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I think technically it's at the base of his spine, but it really, it looks like the no, ass chakra. it's the ass chakra. And based on what else he, we read. Did, he's Is he in admit, like, is he accidentally admitting to his asshole being out of alignment because well, he was raped by the devil? Let me read this quote and we'll, we'll continue that conversation. Quote, there is a repression of sexual feelings and urges. <laughs> I think David's just admitting to being gay in this book. We're, I mean, that's that's a pretty, that's this, pretty on the money sentence for it, yeah. The, My the, asshole was quivering with, with the, anticipation. Sexu the sexual urges I'd held back for so long. The, 
if if you were going to try and come out as gay without saying you were gay, I don't know a better, a more clear way to go about it than what we've witnessed David do in this. I mean, either that or he's just really into ass play. Oh, maybe that, maybe he's just like, he's begging for someone to peg him. Yeah, he's just, he's, he's an ass man. Well, he, <laughs> he wants to lick your ass. He wants you to lick his ass, fuck his ass, you we, know. We know his address. We should uh, we should mail him the Moby Huge dildo. Have you Hell seen yeah. that? It's three feet tall. It's like $500. That sounds uncomfortable. It appears as if David was put into the uh, secret space program, but ended up just kind of getting raped. I think he got molested at secret space camp. <laughs> the counselor at the secret <laughs> space camp molested him. It... Uh, I mean, because he doesn't really ever explain the grand things he did in the program. I believe he talked about going to hell and rescuing people from hell. But outside of that, I mean, he got he, he got killed 18 times, which means to me, in the majority of these cases, he was just horrifically abused. I mean, which, yeah, doesn't sound like he had 18 good lives. If we're going to indulge David in his bizarre fantasy where he was a fifth density being remember he had to go to hell and get butt fucked because he had really screwed up in a past life and, yeah. and i was actually asking like what position of power must he have had to fuck up bad enough to deserve what he's claiming to have happened hitler him even worse him being basically jesus is like the ultimate position of power. Well, he's new Jesus. So when he was fifth density in his previous life, he must have just allowed horrible things to happen to whatever planet he was overseeing, and that's why he had to uh, go through hell. David's literally. Lo David's lost it all in multiple densities. <laughs> multiple. Uh, <laughs> he's multi a multi-dimensional loser. What a fucking loser. David's note. In cases of the type of abuse I allegedly suffered, the key is to own and accept that the experience happened and to the, then forgive yourself. Yeah, he, the irony. You know, you just got to own what happened and accepted it. Now, my asshole is on fire, <laughs> and I am unsure as to the cause. The devil is not a yeah. fan of lube. <laughs> yeah, there is There is no explanation for why, why my butt hurts so much. Well, we've already, I mean, he 100% claims to have been molested and raped. I, I, there's no there's yeah, no question no. about that at this point. That's very clearly it's, what he's getting it's at. It's just in which reality and by who. But the gay question remains up in the air. We don't know. He got raped into being gay. It, it's possible. If anyone's capable of doing that, it would be a demon. Yeah. Now, June 1997. The word blockbuster was used in a dream, which means <laughs> David predicted the end of Blockbuster during the pandemic. I think there's a very strong argument to be made that Blockbuster was fucked long before yeah, there 2019, was, 2020. There was only one left, yeah, they, and they that was a novelty. <laughs> they haven't really been doing so hot in like the last decade, realistically. The sitcom they made about it didn't even last a, like a year. No, it lasted whatever, one episode. And it should because it was terrible. No, there, uh, here's, here's a reading from David. Quote, Another problem is that there are still demons in my closet for friends, <laughs> for friends, for Burger King, and for a million dollars. What? what? I, I don't know. I think I there's, just picked that because it was nonsense. There's people in my closet for friends, for Burger King, for a million dollars. There's a decent amount of closet references in this, too. I'm just saying. Why is the Burger King in his closet? Is that because he's fat? 
And I, that that's the best part about this whole section of the book is he kind of just stopped analyzing it. So you get a lot of passages like that with like no gave, explanation. He just gave up and was like, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. This is fun. David was black in another life. Hell yeah, dude. He can say the N-word. In this life, his father had constructed a panel out of gold. And there wasn't really much more to that. I just like the idea that in the one life where David's black, he gets obsessed with fucking yeah. jewelry. He's making chains and shit. No, you don't understand. I have the past life and word pass. <laughs> we go through uh, some more hypnotic regression shit. And it's the usual Atlantis stuff. David also recries, uh, recalls a moment where uh, he was a woman with his hair in a bun. And he was crying because his husband left for the war. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a woman so many times. A lot. He was a woman a lot. And not just, he was a prostitute. He, yeah. was, he was a Japanese whore. He did it all as a woman. Uh, the more, uh, we kind of already touched on this. I did add in there, like, the more I'm, I'm reading this, the more I'm starting to think that David may have just repressed his sexuality so much that he literally went insane. Like, he repressed his sexuality into this monster we're, we're reading. I mean, something happened. Something traumatic happened. Whatever it is, he's covering up something significant with yeah. this whole story. The cracks are beginning to show, and what we can see is not great. This is a confirmation of what we've always said. David's channeled voice uh, during all this owns up to the fact that the reason David has to keep being reincarnated is because his ego's so fucking big. Uh, <laughs> the voices have been telling him since 1996 that he needs to manage his ego. So I love that he knows he needs to do this because he's writing out that he needs to do this. And he's still <laughs> In just, 1997. Yeah, and he's still just 20 years later has not done it. That does beg the question if what we're seeing now is... This is humble, <laughs> humble David 30 this, years later. This is 30 years of him trying to work on controlling his ego. Can you imagine... The monster he must have been oh, in the God. 90s. He must have been insufferable. Just uncontrollable ego. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's just, it's David without the actual credentials. We, <laughs> Yeah. Bit more insight into David's life falling apart. This, it, but the crazy part about this whole section, I keep saying crazy, but I mean, I don't know what else to call it, is they're really is a lot of, like, his subconscious speaking, but he chooses to ignore those parts for the, the prophecy uh, portion. Oh, a large chunk of this is clearly his subconscious telling him to, like, change his ways. Because, dig this, his channeled voice says this. David also perceives that a relationship with a female is a necessary component to an adult existence at an adult level of functioning. Maybe yeah. what we're seeing is, you know, he lost the woman who's necessary for adult functioning. And we've we've seen ch child David, I guess. He, needed, he needs his beard back. Yeah, he's regressed into being <laughs> a gay child. Uh, David suffered from vegan anorexia. We, we hinted at that before, but it literally says it. The aliens wanted David to not be fat, but I guess he kind of overcompensated and took it too far in the other direction. I love the idea that the... Aliens are like Victoria's Secret, like uh, managers, and like, right. hey, sweetie, we're gonna need you to, you know, get to a size zero for <laughs> yeah. the event. The men so, aren't paying to look at this. Yeah, you might want to eat nothing but carrots. 
clowns are raping our kids. Oh, God. Here we go. Quote, one child, hotel, moderate amount of risk. <laughs> one child, ages six through six and a half. There are no hotels without extra large accommodations. For a moderate amount of risk, there is 1130, but that's only about a pound. And then he sees in his, uh, he occasionally does this, in his dream, he, he brackets in what he was seeing in his mind's eye. And this, it was an image of a guy with a black shirt and black pants. He is wearing a clown nose and carrying a black bag in one hand. So you saw, like, Edgar Gase, uh, not, uh, John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy? I guess. Here's David's explanation of that section. This disturbing passage seems to refer to someone shopping for a child ages six to six and a half and a hotel with extra large accommodations. Then Michael describes a moderate amount of risk about a pound. One of our colloquialisms for sex is pounding. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, it's it's very sex. David may be the best version of David we've come across. It's really fun. Have you ever been to Pound Town? <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I missed the bus. I've never seen it. The clown nose and all black outfits just luring <laughs> children in and murdering them. Yo, David's gonna rape a kid. Or, again, maybe this is... He know, was molested by a clown. A guy in a black outfit. Maybe we can, like, piece all this together into figuring out what truly happened to him. I also don't know what extra-large accommodations means. I, I have no idea either. I'm guessing a big hotel room. <laughs> or a big dick. This is this is like a shitty, cliche 80s movie almost. You know the, the trope they used to yeah. do where people would, like, have amnesia and they were trying yeah. to solve a crime and the it's person couldn't remember? Fucking memento. This... This is kind of like that, where yeah. where we every couple pages we get a little subconscious slip from old Davy Boy. He's mementoing his own molestation. Yes, or perhaps multiple molestations. Uh, I I didn't think this was important, but he he writes about it at least five times during this book. So here we go. David was working at a hotel at the time, the one where he was booking all the the reservations, right, where right. he was the best. Right. The hotel apparently had a fucking phenomenal chef. This was a problem for David um, because he keeps eating the chef's food instead of his uh, vegan uh. vegan food, which is uh, a bit of an issue. Because so this this food is <laughs> you okay there? You almost fell off your chair. Yeah, we're good. The uh, the hotel food was free, so he was eating that a lot, and it was really good, but then he was getting fat. So Michael keeps telling him he's got to knock it off with the hotel food. Um, he, he has a dream where Michael is just telling him he can still go back home and eat healthy food after a shift <laughs> is over. Or, if that's not acceptable, he should bring healthy food with him to work. Michael's just like, you know, you can you can eat healthier food after work. Michael, have you tried? Have you tried vegetables, David? Michael really has a a wide range because he comments on things like the coming apocalypse, which is very important to more minute details. Like maybe David should bring some carrots with him to work. Yeah. Uh, another here's a, another fantastic prediction from old Dave. Quote, the famous basketball player Bill Gashtulu. He really likes that stuff. What? For those of you who don't know a lot about basketball, Bill Gashtulu has never been a basketball player. Say, I don't think that's a person. In fact, I Googled it. It is not a person. There is zero results for that name on Google. Uh, David's note, though. This is from, I don't, he included the date on this note. That's weird. Uh, July 10th, 2022. 
This may very well be about Bill Gates and that stuff being murder, depopulation, as well as abuse and trafficking. The last name is similar to Gasly and Gastro, as in gastrointestinal <laughs> tract, or something you would ingest like the shot, as well as Castro for communism. Before this, they were talking about the pyramids, which were later co-opted by the negative. So this all appears to be a negative elite reference. Yeah, his word numerology is insane. It's great. It, it's, 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 it's like we've never seen before. He uh, he also chimed in in this portion. He's like constantly looking for shit to try and verify these prophecies. So uh-huh. he he chimes in to one of these to note uh, that as he's reading this passage in the present in 2022 when he was writing this, he was hungry, and and the the prophecy used the word hunger. So that was the prophecy was indicating back then that he would be hungry in 2022. For real? Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> Hungry for real? Yeah. Section 11, August 1997. He has a dream that Epstein has been murdered, which sounds really impressive, <laughs> right? Like doing that in 97 would yeah, be pretty crazy. Yeah, if you crazy. really had that in 97? Here's the problem. It was actually about artist Alan Epstein, and at the, t- <laughs> <laughs> at the time, David lived in a house that had been refurbished by Alan Epstein, <laughs> so it's not exactly prophecy. He was just dreaming about the guy who fucking redid his house. I mean, Epstein, Epstein, close enough. Compared to what we typically have been getting from David in this book, that that's did, about as good as it gets. Did Alan Epstein also hang himself? I do not think so. I believe he just <laughs> died normally. Uh, this was a fun tidbit. Quote, the picture was really weird, and I could not get a good bead on the eyes. The more I looked at the eyes, the more they became Asian. They had a very interesting <laughs> curve on the sides that came back out. It was a very stylized eye, unlike anything I had seen before. <laughs> they had these slanty-ass eyes. <laughs> they had these Asian Made eyes. Made them look all fucking silly. Uh, more dreams about Princess Di, who, I, who I've mentioned was a, a almost a fucking main character in this book. He loves him some Princess Diana. In the dream he had, a giant sign fell on a woman, a woman which... Like, I don't know how he ties that to Princess Die. Okay. I don't know how other than a woman died, which is like Princess Die. In the book, uh, he very cleverly titled this dream, predicting the collapse that would crush the woman. In this dream, <laughs> in this dream, there's a party going on. And eventually David leaves and then he witnesses a sign fall off the building he'd just been in and it crushes this woman. A construction worker runs over to touch the pile of rubble on the woman, which in turn causes the rest of the pile to collapse. This is a prediction of 9-11, where the towers <laughs> collapse just like the rubble when he talked to that woman. Con- it's some Final Destination shit. Yeah, conveniently, some of the uh, dreams he uses to show the prediction of Dai's death actually feature a man as the protagonist. Prophecy is a, it's a whole lot easier when you can just sub in whoever you want into the dream his, to have it be about that. His prophecies are gender fluid. It's, he has the world's most generic prophecies where he's like, yeah. there was a guy and he did some stuff. Yeah. That's prophecy of Vladimir Putin yeah, invading. Thing, things fell. You know what else fell? The towers. He, this, here's, here's some real hard-hitting prophecy evidence. He has a dream where a man gets trampled by a horse. Princess Di ended up dying in a horseless carriage, <laughs> you know, a car. 
Coincidence? Yeah, it's pretty good. There was a horse. She had. She died in a car. There's no horses in a car. What it's else? Close. What's another word for a car? A horseless, horseless carriage. carriage. Yeah, if you're in the 1600s. <laughs> uh, my own side note here. At this point in the book, David hasn't explained why these prophecies, which are supposed to coincide with our current timeline, are being used to predict events occurring in the timeline they were written in. This this princess die shit happened in the 90s. It did not happen between 2022 and. Or twenty, yeah, twenty twenty two and twenty twenty four. It did for David, but he never, he never addresses why sometimes he interprets the prophecy looking only at the nineties. I guess because he can, he can claim these ones were right. So all the ones that were right at the time had to do with that, and all the ones that were wrong have to do with now. I do feel like we're gonna get to the point where he's gonna end up being like, I don't actually know what year it is anymore. <laughs> I think we're already there. Where? What time is it? When am I? I think he is. He is horribly lost. September nineteen ninety seven. Little Pete Peterson. Pete Peterson said that nine eleven was an attempt to lock down society the way we did with COVID. It was like a Wait, test run, I guess. He said this in ninety seven. Oh, no, I don't think so. Well, <laughs> no, no, what, no. Says, like, in 97, Pete said 9-11? No, uh, I believe it was like 2014 he yeah, said this or some yeah, shit. Or okay. actually, I guess he, he mentioned COVID, so it would be present timeline. Okay. We return again to Princess Di so that David can let us know that Princess Di was actually Archangel Michael. So now, Word? So now David, who do remember in the last episode, he said he's got Archangel Michael DNA, which would in turn mean David is also Princess Di. So we got, uh, you know, so we got David, another David, character. David's just trying to be royalty. He's trying to be everything. He I think want, he wants to be queen. He keeps throwing. Uh, maybe that's why he keeps bringing up that he was a woman in past lives. So he'd be like, "No, I'm I'm capable of being a queen. I know uh, how to be a woman. I'm Princess Diana." Uh, where was David? I? Please transition to Princess Diana. Oh right, Princess Di was actually Archangel Michael, and this is why Mother Teresa and Princess Di passed away within a few days of each other because they were both in contact with the angels. Maybe she should have been an Archangel better driver. <laughs> yeah, she should have uh, picked a different <laughs> method of transportation. Should have flown instead of fucking driven. This isn't prophecy, but I just kind of found this passage funny given David's you know current poor state. Quote, Mazes such as this are meant to be solved. They are not meant to be wandered through aimlessly, endlessly looping around different corridors, painfully banging on the walls, not realizing that they are of your own construction. It is not necessary to keep forming these mazes. I just found this funny because he's basically, he's created this past in which he was a, a murderer and sexually assaulted, and he's now also responsible for saving the world, which... None of that's real. It's just a maze he's created for himself, and now he can't fucking find the way out. I was say, he's made his maze far too complicated. Synchronicities sometimes get him to jizz. Here's one from 1997. <laughs> David speaking. Synchronistically, just as I clicked off the button, my housemate Eric finished his shower at the same moment. I really don't want to get up or move now, as this feeling of bliss in my body is outrageous. Very, very comfortable and very content. It is totally amazing. I will see if I can get a few closing words here. He also, uh, he relays a wet dream in this portion for God knows what reason. Quote, this woman shows up. There was something having to do with motorcycle jackets and guys going around. 
<laughs> she was completely naked except for a towel. The towel wasn't really doing much to cover anything up. It turned out that she was looking for a guy with a certain kind of jacket and basically just wanted to have sex with somebody. <laughs> she goes down around the other block. She ended up coming back around, and I explained to her that if this is what she wanted, I could give it to her. David, David slang and dick. I give it to you, baby girl. The next thing I know, I take the towel off and started having a wonderful, a wonderful physical interaction with her. Eventually, uh, while he's fucking this woman, a bunch of guys show up to just yell at David, and then they end up naked. <laughs> so I don't. Uh, he kind of cuts it off there, but he says that was supposed to symbolize the elites making people feel bad about themselves. Even in his it. dreams, yeah. he's a cock. He got. Heckled during his dream yeah. sex. <laughs> <laughs> the dim motorcycle dude. You fucking queer. You, you fuck suck. Like a, fuck like a pussy, you loser. <laughs> uh, talking about demonic creatures with lizard-like eyes, and he says, quote, There was one point where it began to inhabit another person's body. I believe this was somehow associated with homosexuality. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, he's coming out in this book. I he, think he may have... He's possessed by the gay devil. Yeah, and that's what the lizard people are, the, gay, the gay devil. The gay devil got him. He also slips in here that he can now produce his own holy water. I, Hell yeah, I, dude. I, I take that the, the Archangel Michael DNA, you know, allows him, seeing as that guy's, you know, God's right-hand man. Yeah. I think that allows him to he bless water. He comes holy water. Section 13, September 1997, Part 2. In this section, we uh, briefly dip back into Awakening in the Dream. In Awakening, David had reprinted some of his roommate Eric's readings from back in the day. Eric had known David was doing the, the channeling shit. I was right, like, well, right. why don't, you know, if this asshole can do it, why don't I try it out? Well, uh, we're going to skip through this section more or less because we already did fucking eight hours on Awakening in the Dream. So if you want to go check that out, feel free. Yeah. But uh, here's some highlights. This this whole thing goes to show how truly ridiculous this profit, uh, process is because one of Eric's readings that he prints is just, it's, uh, he, it's Eric repeating a verse from the Kiss song, God of Thunder, <laughs> which, which is hilarious to just have like, no, my roommate could tell the future, and then he just prints the lyrics to like, a song. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, I was just thinking, yeah. weak, arms, arms are, are heavy. heavy. This arms are heavy has to do with getting the vaccine you in the what, arm. You know what else is heavy? 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> That's why those buildings fell down. They you were too who, fucking heavy. You know who he's turning into is Guatemalan Alex Jones that you, loves climate change. We prophesized yeah. that. We, see, we <laughs> no, no, no. You see, you see, the Archangel Michael. He was also Princess Diana because it is too hot. <laughs> <laughs> it like, makes just as much just, sense because David's just like he's just saying sentences and be like, and that's because nine eleven happened. <laughs> Uh, what comes next? At one point, Eric began speaking in German while channeling, which David makes out as if it's this huge fucking thing, but it turns out Eric knows how to speak German. But, but Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler. But, but David's explanation was like, well, he knew how to speak German, but not like this. This was some next not level like, German. Not this German. This is uh, one no ordinary German. This is, oh, I'm speaking directly to David here, assuming, you know, he gets around to uh, this portion of her breakdown. David, there's a, there, on page 453, there's an error. You end this whole section by saying, end excerpt from Ascension Mysteries, but this is actually an excerpt from Awakening in the Dream. 
So go, you know, feel free to go back and fix that. Look, David clearly has driven every editor he's ever had insane. Could you imagine if you were editing for a man who feels the need to go back in, edit in such things as like, I was reading this and I was hungry, which makes this prophecy true. Yeah, I feel like the editor would have gotten this and been like, there's nothing I can do for this man. Like He found him with slit wrists in a bathtub. It's just like, there's nothing I can do and just hands it back to him. <laughs> it's this, dead on arrival. This isn't a book. Yeah, it needs a, a do not resuscitate notice. There, it's DNR, do not yeah. read. <laughs> there's, there's nothing fucking pertinent in this section. The only thing to keep in mind is that at this point in 1997, David moves to Virginia Beach because Michael told him to. Which brings us... Section 14, October, November of 1997. We get to, uh, we all get to be fourth density soon, or that's my interpretation of things, and I mentioned that it's my interpretation of things. Because I was wrong. Well, David, at this point in the book, just kind of stops chiming in, really. He... He just lets Michael take over? There's there's a solid, like, 40 to 50 pages where it's just his prophecies, but he never, like I was saying, he never comes back to, to address it. Look, look, he saw Mary on Thanksgiving and was like, I'm not, I'm done. The, the fourth density part is this, quote, Soon enough, my son, we will begin taking our people up to the new fourth dimensional sphere, which your planet will inhabit. An entire pure vista of awareness and a level of beingness which your people can inhabit en masse, collective conscious level. David receives a prophecy with the name Thibodeau in it. Okay, this, is, this is some good word magic we're going to get. Tom it, Thibodeau, coach it, of the New York Knicks. It is naturally not about Thibodeau, but actually about Trudeau. Oh, God. David's note. Corso's book came out in 1997. This is how Michael snuck in the name Trudeau. He didn't. He snuck in the name Thibodeau and associated with smashing the windows of farmers' grain silos. Go ahead. Finish it. Finish it. Okay. The Trudeau in Corso's book is likely Justin Trudeau's father, who was prime minister of Canada in the 1970s and very likely involved in the UFO cover-up. Thibodeau is reminiscent of thalidomide. It's not. Another notoriously uh, notorious medical sink, uh, scandal. That was the thalidomide babies from right, back right, in the day. Right. Furthermore, Thibodeau, you can, you can break it up. In, uh, if you chunk it into three-letter chunks, you get thigh, bod, o, which could symbolize <laughs> thick body water. I don't know what that means. But thick body water means the clots. That's... It could also mean thy body's water, as in the blood of Christ. The connection between crucifixion and COVID metaphors is explored in book three. I drove to Virginia Beach to start my new life on October 20th, 1997, as requested. Like, this is the Steph Curry of crazy. He's pulling up from fucking half court, dude. Like, the word the word numerology <laughs> is like, it, it really is like the first time you saw Steph, and it's like, Wait, dudes can just shoot 32-footers and make them? Like, what the fuck is this? He takes Thibodeau and not only converts it to Trudeau, but we also get thalidomide, thick body water to represent the clots, and thy body's water to represent the blood of Christ. That is miracle working with words. And what's more impressive is he could have just changed the verse to say Trudeau. It would have been much easier to do that. He's done this the whole whole time, which I I almost respect, even though it's very dumb. Is he's taken whatever I guess he might have actually had previously and is like, well, I can't change it 
but I already know what I want it to say. Right. So I can do so this I'm, word magic. So I just have to do, yeah, my word magic. It really should just, we should just call it word word magic because <laughs> that, that's what that it is. That is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's word, word magic. magic. Like, you know it's fake, but it's still astounding to see. It's his very own, very special ability. No, yeah. I've never seen anyone else do this. It's and I like, guess with good reason because it's very retarded. Yeah, if this was like an, like an RPG or an MMO, word magic would be unique to David. Uh, we follow up that that astounding prophecy with uh, a bunch more prophecies with no interjection from David. Uh, Michael lets David know that it's actually this this was important. Michael tells David that it's actually easier for them to put souls into his dreams than it is for them to fabricate someone to be in his dream. So basically, he should consider everyone in his dreams to be real people. Word. Yeah, yeah, and. This is very exciting. We get the final solution to the Edgar Casey question. David Snow. After incredible buildup, including multiple people recognizing my face as nearly identical to young Edgar Casey, I finally got the courage to ask Michael. This was very serious to me, and I wasn't exactly pleased to find out. Although Casey had highly influential past lives, this also led to major personal disasters. I already knew Casey's biggest past life was Ra Ptah, who supposedly built the Great Pyramid. That Correct. explained Michael's previous messages about my time in Atlantis. So now, now we're even... Oh, Michael's confirming that he was Casey. Yeah, yeah, this next quote. So, so in this, we get revelation that he definitely is Edgar Casey. He was also Ra Ptah. Well, because he said that in Awakening in the Dream, and that was what made it insane. He didn't directly connect it, but he's like, I I am the reincarnation of Edgar Casey." And he's like, oh, Edgar Casey was also Ra Patah. So it's like, oh, so you're you're raw. So, so David invented the calendar, and we can thank him for that calendar and time. He yeah. created the pyramids. He, uh, he created suppressing of memories. He was, he was Princess Diana. He's really lived a hell of a life. And at one point, he was uh, basically a Jesus for a different dimension. So uh, it's a lot going like on. He might become said Jesus. Here's the confirmation. David asks the question while he's channeling, and the response is, quote, In short, David, the answer is yes. You will need to review the whole life and see the parallels. Which led me to wonder, why has he stopped promoting the fact that he's Edgar Casey if he has literal confirmation from Archangel Michael that he is indeed the reincarnation? Because uh, one of his only good mentors told him to knock it off. He's going <laughs> to knock it the fuck off. Literally, one of his mentors told him to knock it off. You're going to fuck your money up. I should probably read that book. I think I think that might I, be the I've only David it. book I haven't gone through. Yeah, it's, it's the only David book not written by him, which is why it's accurate. Tolerable? Well, it, it, yeah, it is much written much better. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Section 15, November 1997, part two. David's note. Uh, he wrote this note on August 31st, 2022. Because he feels the need to include when he wrote these. I'm, I'm, the, the more we do this, I am like getting tempted to keep a journal. Big tech in San Francisco Bay and the AT&T slash CNN complex in Atlanta are apparently two media centers that will be confronted by the Alliance. Hell yeah. I think you need to start blogging. Me? Yeah. I'm just writing down my thoughts? Yeah, just do like a, like a Patreon blog, like old school barstool. <laughs> I'll have to think of what to write about. Maybe I'll just do, uh, it would make I'll do the, channeling. It'd make the bishop very happy. I mean, you can call whatever the fuck you want. Quote, try to make a vacuum out of this. Drive safely and carefully. And then he gets image of key ring with extremely primitive looking keys. Key inside your pocket takes on many forms. David's note, this could be a reference to the hover cars we intend to build <laughs> in part. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it has absolutely nothing to do with what he, you know, them ancient keys, not like the modern keys. <laughs> yeah, all those, those. Now, clearly this means hover cars. <laughs> the, the hover cars now use keys? It's him being able to jump from any topic to the one he wants it to be about is really, I don't know how, well, That's what I'm crazy. Saying. That's it's, how we can do it. But his ability to do that is truly It's nuts. admirable, almost, that he just, instead of changing... What was already probably fake in in terms of his original source material to just fit exactly what he said, which is what a real huckster would have done. Yeah. But David's so dumb and believes this so thoroughly that he's doing it backwards. Here's uh, here's a little section. Quote, once the initial stuff is realized, we check the temperature and make sure it's not counted wrong. That has to do, according to David, with COVID and elections. Why don't you join us, between us all, in the second coming of Christ? This weekend, we can really make a team effort. David's note. There is tremendous epicness to this last sentence. As it came in, I got the distinct impression of being between two spheres of light, which represented the marial apparition, I guess. What is running through my mind is that they're asking me if I want to sweat out the earth changes, but I could be wrong. The earth changes will come. It is the kingdom that awaits. As, uh, oh, David's, David's note. As I lost focus, a voice said, which kingdom? This was followed by, you are intoxicated, repeated several <laughs> times. <laughs> then That was actually his girlfriend, Kimiko. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucking drunk, David. You are intoxicated, repeated several times. I then meditated harder, which is a very <laughs> funny phrase. I don't know how you meditate yeah. harder. For anyone who's ever meditated meditated meditating harder does it's a it's bit of an oxymoron yeah I mean, that's not really how it works now you can't really do that uh some more david thoughts on sexuality quote the teacher always understands too much sensuality represses the organism in many negative ways human sexuality is not to be viewed on the outside it is to be experienced in loving tenderness only david doesn't i think he doesn't like looking at shit that makes him horny Makes him uncomfortable. So cover up, all you fucking whores, all I you mean, harlots. Well, he he's uncomfortable because it's men he's looking at. Right. It does make yeah. it makes him uncomfortable because when he sees attractive women, he has to uh, he, he's deal like, fight his own demons. He sees hot chicks and he's like, "Why won't you get hard? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Why do, this should turn you on? Awaken in this dream." <laughs> he's just yelling at his penis. Uh, it it quite honestly, like the last hundred pages of this book, it kind of feels like David just like forgot to write it because he stops providing you can say analysis. That about the last few, to be honest, <laughs> he, he really just stops because we get we get sections like this quote and another thing: frozen sets of meat is not a bad idea. And he highlights this section like he's going to address it, like he did in previous sections, and then he just doesn't explain it. So we're left with frozen sets of meat is not a bad idea. With no further expounding. Like, if this were a normal crazy person, I could probably come up with what they were thinking there. Uh-huh. But, like, the only thing I come up with is, like, he meant to freeze meat for the coming apocalypse. But knowing David, there's a much more creative answer. It's probably something like freezing bodies in a coroner's office or yeah. some shit from freeze the vaccine, your I'm sure. Freeze your meats. Now, this means 9-11. <laughs> And this passage made me really realize how hard it's going to be to try and pull David out of this uh, death spiral he's in. Furthermore, this should also be given one deeper insight into the fact that each of us, each day, hold our own responsibility for constructing, upholding, and creating the reality which is around us. 
As you progress forth into fourth dimension, so too will these realities become more solid, more malleable, more workable. They will be able to be changed much quicker. So David going this fucking bonkers is actually seen as positive reinforcement that he's becoming fourth density because he's you're able to create your own reality in fourth density. So the more detached he gets from this reality is just kind of confirmation that he's gaining the ability to form his own reality. Yeah, it's troubling that he's built in a mechanism to reward his increased insanity. He's built in a that's, lot of that's, like, uh, that's pressure not, valves for his insanity. That's yep. not good. He's built himself like a star chart for going bonkers. <laughs> it's like he saw a fucking a meth head fucking yeah, in the middle of psychosis on uh, the street. And the dude is like, you don't understand. You can't see what I can see. And David's like, I wish I could do that. He's an ascended being. Yeah. Anytime I see Bible passages and math in the same place, I get very worried. Uh, now bearing this in quote, now bearing this in mind, it should give you a much larger sense of biblical passage, such as a time, times, and a half time. And then he includes brackets one plus two plus one half equals three and a half. This code also deciphers the verse in Revelations chapter eleven, verse eleven, where it mentions that the holy people rose up after three and a half days. He then includes all of Revelations 11.11, which I'm not going to include here because it's, it seems almost blasphemous to include the Bible in this mess. It's a bad, it's, it's always bad when a crazy person gets into Revelations. This is David's thoughts on that verse, though. The opening of the temple of God in heaven, which then transforms into an ark that save, uh, saves us, appears to be another encoded metaphor of, what else? The solar flash. God damn it. <laughs> it's, it's everywhere, man. I could go for, for David's Bible study. I would absolutely hang out for that. Yeah, just if, David reading through Revelations, giving his thoughts. If he's going to be God's right-hand man in Archangel Michael, he kind of he needs to understand yeah. the Bible better. He's really got to get into it. Yeah, if he won't do it, I will. <laughs> David, uh, finally, 482 pages into this book, he kind of reveals what the fuck he's trying to get at here. I'm so gay. <laughs> That'd be great. It's just the last line of the book. It's just a full page. He does. uh, What's the dude who did that stand up special? I don't know. Where he came out as gay. Like it was like a year or so ago. The black kid. I have no fucking idea. That's hilarious. Wait, hold on. Wait, you really don't know. All right. I'll Google this real quick because this is what David is is doing. If he came out as gay, just type in gay black stand up special. You'll you'll get it. Uh, I don't remember a lot of the last. Gerard Carmichael came yeah. out as gay? Yeah. Dur- I didn't know he was gay. In a stand-up, no one did. In a stand-up special. Huh. And the special, the whole special is just like, yeah, you know, it was tough growing up as a gay black kid. Couldn't <laughs> tell anyone. And then he la- everyone laughs and, and like, he's ah. like, ah, but no, seriously. I'm yeah, gay. it was not net for gay black dudes. That's hilarious. Yeah, but that's what David's doing here. Is this is his David is in addition to being Princess Di, he's also Gerard Carmichael. Well, in the same way Gerard did a a stand up special that was also coming out, David's doing a book of prophecies that's also him coming out. David's note The Grand Cross conjunction on August 11th, 1999, at 11 11 a.m., featured the four beasts of the apocalypse in astrological form, anchoring in Bible prophecies. 
At the time, the Monica Lewinsky scandal was in the news. <laughs> Michael said that if we had universally rushed to condemn Bill Clinton for his actions as a society, we would not have been able to avoid catastrophic earth changes. You know what's so funny is he keeps referencing this, and he thinks the real issue that popped up from it was that Bill got his dick sucked yeah. when it was that he lied to Congress about it. He, Yeah, he. I think he keeps bringing in his own sexual so, shame yeah, into David, this. David's like, we got to forgive Bill for getting his dick sucked. Like, David, they were mad because he lied about yeah, it. Yeah, that's that he not what he got impeached sucked. for. You don't get impeached for cheating on yeah. your wife. On the opposite side of the time loop, we have the mainstream media orchestrating an ongoing six-year hate campaign against Donald Trump. Many of those who aligned with these negative attacks ended up taking the shots as an apparent act of defiance. He, he thinks everyone got the vaccine did because they hate Trump. Michael indicates in a variety of passages that almost everyone alive on Earth can be rescued after we allow the sun's energy level to increase. The higher beings do apparently have control over when this happens. In conjunction with our mass uh, free will to seek the creator... They say they can surround and protect our physical bodies with a shroud of love as this happens. We then get to go on living our normal lives, but now we have newly activated superhero powers that will become available as we become aware of them. I mean, don't get me wrong. His future sounds fucking awesome, dude. Getting superhero powers does sound pretty cool. Like, now that is the plot to an anime where they're like, one year, all of a sudden, 80% of the population got superpowers. Like, that's what David's pretty much... Lining it up as. Yeah. But like then, so we just what, turn into the MCU? I'm going to use my powers for evil if I could. I don't know why evil people would magically be not evil yeah. just because they gained additional powers. If anything, that's going to create super villains. Yeah, what happens if Ted Bundy gets fucking superpowers? Yeah, normal villains given superpowers do just become super villains. Yeah. So that's kind of where the, the now, name comes if from. If we all just get like the same generic slot, like I can fly now or run super fast. Levitation seems to be on the table yeah. along with uh, telekinesis. Look, being able to fly sounds rad. I want to be the first person to get a DUI while flying. We, we also gain the ability to, like, where if we think of something, we can make it appear, which I guess is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that would really lower people's satisfaction with the world. Uh, constant immediate gratification? Yes, yeah. yes, we've seen what immediate gratification and the internet and, and social media has done to us as a society. That, and that's one of those ones where, like, you could have some fucking ISIS terrorist be like, I wish I had a big bomb, and then a <laughs> big just bomb appears, yeah. just shows up. We get an art lesson from David, quote, As a reminder, in early Egyptian art, we see the heart being weighed against a feather. The weight rests at the three and a half point on the balance beam. Remember, three and a half from that Bible passage. Right, 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 right. If your heart weighs heavier than the feather, your balance beam does not tip past the three and a half point. The art depicts that you then slide off the scale and into the mouth of the swallower beast. And that's what David's nickname is high, does high school. Mean, yeah, does he mean tipping scales? Uh, I think he's talking about like a triple beam balance. Oh, okay. The swallower beast, which has demonic reptilian appearance. In tangible reality, this refers to third density reincarnation. I don't think it does. I don't really know what any of that means, but that's what he says it means. Okay. So we can slide back is what he's implying. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what he's implying anymore. He somehow has made reincarnation more complicated. This, uh, this wouldn't be a conspiracy book if we didn't at least touch on Israel. Quote, 
Hell yeah, dude. Fuck those Jews. <laughs> they were paltry. And then after he writes paltry in brackets, he puts insultingly small. Like he has to explain to the dumb fucking <laughs> they, audience what they, paltry means. Well, to be honest, I was going to ask what he meant by paltry in that particular situation just because I'm not sure he knew what he was meaning. But I love that he's saying, yeah, those Jews were fucking tiny. They were paltry. Insultingly small. It's like moving kids out of an orgasm. <laughs> yes, I said that right. It's like moving kids out of an orgasm. They will squeak and squeak. Special particles. Again, the mind will know what this is about. Palestinians, Israel, you should know more about this. Their impeccable track record stands to tarnish yet once more. The The orgasm part is a bit weak. I was about let's say, let's I, be real. Well, I think, I think you think he was molested by a Jew? Like a rabbi or something? Yeah, and then decided that they're also the devil as my, they as they were referenced in the Bible. My leading theory right now Oi, is... Oi, David, bend <laughs> over. I'm going to fuck you in the ass now, Davey. He circumcised me with his mouth when yeah. I was nine and a half. I think my, my bet, based on his little subconscious slippings, is he was... Uh, kind of raped at random. Like, I think it was a party clown or something that got him. Or when he's talking about all those times he would wake up and sleep, or not wake up, he would sleepwalk yeah, outside, outside and be taken. Maybe he means his ass was taken. I mean, obviously. We should get Liam Neeson to star in a movie called Taken, where the only thing that's being taken is someone's ass. Taken 4? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's they've just David getting fucked in the ass. They've taken my colon for the last time. Beloved Israel will soon be fall. Yes, beloved Israel. Everyone loves Israel. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go off the idea that David was molested by a a, a, a Jew. A Jew. It's just as valid. Yeah. Beloved, Orthodox. Beloved Israel will soon be falling into discord, as has been predicted. This is not as much a matter of concern as one of inevitability. Many tempers will flare as the Great War approaches. Do you this mean disarray? Probably. Yeah. In in this context, though, that great war, he says, is Russia versus Ukraine, which in the context of the history's great, great war. wars, not that great. Look, Russia, we do okay. We don't do great in war, but it is great war. Exciting news. We get a very brief uh, turkey update. Hell yeah. Like actual turkeys or turkey the country? No, no. The turkeys in yes. his, yes the, yes, the turkeys in his mountain. It's only one sentence. This is uh, from September 5th of 2022. I have been feeding a flock of eight wild turkeys in the Colorado mountains, and Michael yeah. has informed me that this food is keeping them alive. Fuck yeah, dude. So David, David, David learns food's good for animals. David is saving the turkeys. Honestly, look, we're the last people who can save him, and I have a few pitches that would be easy to execute. They're wildly hilarious, and they would really do some good PR for him. One of them is David's fucking outdoor shenanigans yes david's uh david becomes geo show david becoming king of the forest making alliances with the turkeys and mm. the squirrels <laughs> and I, shit like it's that's the funniest content he's that like that wasn't necessarily troubling i mean it was troubling. Yeah, it was it was very troubling but actually. it was the funniest content he's put out in a while and the good thing about that angle is he doesn't have to reel in his insanity it's no, actually based it upon his insanity because as much as we want to do like a David The Office style sitcom, I don't think David's capable of acting. No, I don't think he's capable of anything other than being alone in the mountains right yeah. now. I think yeah. it's good kind of like a werewolf that he's been separated from society. But yeah, we get that going. We get David's, you know, Nat Geo show going. 
and David's movie corner going like we're gonna save them. Shit, and then you do like maybe David does pop politics, like some <laughs> some popular popular yeah. shit. Like the the Amber Heard shit he was yeah. talking about in the first part of this. Come on, dude, that's three that's three perfect shows. We now get a very long section of prophecy that's dedicated entirely to how bad TV is for showing sex and violence. It's more sex shit. There's Hell a yeah, lot dude. of a lot of weird sexual hangups. He he Look, decides to air out in this book. Here's the thing: is if you dive that hard, Christian, after not being Christian your entire life, even if you're doing it in the wrong manner because yeah. he's doing it because of Q. You're going to read a lot of shit that's like, hey, stop being gay. We we saw what happened to Kanye. He went a bit kooky. Yeah. David's kind of on. Maybe we can team them up. That, <sighs> that'd be. Look, David's a musician, too. We can we can make this work. An entire I've, Kanye I, album produced by David Wilcock. I both fear and desperately want to hear what that would be. David's going to be his vice president. Here's some insight on everyone's favorite cigarette mascot. Hell yeah, dude. Quote. This was seen most notably as the fact that the Joe Camel character had very sexual symbols within the nose and mouth. What? If you look closely, it is very easy to see the symbolism of sexual intercourse and of genitalia. Joe Camel's got, he's got a penis nose. Joe Camel? (laughs) Joe Camel's nose looks like a penis, and David is saying that was put there by the elite to to make us think sexual shit. Because you're sucking on a cigarette like th- you'd suck a dick? I, th- I think so. I think that's kind of what All he's right, getting Dan, at. All right, now he is starting to get into some weird Freudian shit where it's like, look, dude. Joe you, Camel's penis nose is a bit weird. You to- see Joe Camel smoking <laughs> a cigarette and you're like, that's I want a, cock around me. Like, that's Illuminati programming for sucking dick because you're sucking on a cigarette. Like, I think you got sucking dick on the brain. You can only. Joe Camel's yeah. a cartoon camel. <laughs> You can only come up with a lot of this shit if what you're translating it into is already floating around in your head. Now, don't get me wrong. As a trilogy, him officially coming out in the final book would be the greatest trilogy. That's the end prophecy is sometime in 2024 David's going to come out. He finds a a note in one of his journals from 99, Uh and it was like, you'll finally accept this. Ooh, and then he does it, and then, and he, then he, he, he writes it. it in there. He's like, in the present timeline, I've come to accept I'm and then gay just, as fuck. He just ends it with that. And then, and then there's a little subscript that says, also, I have a tiny penis. Yeah, well, the gay community will, will accept that as a kink. Joe Campbell's got a penis nose, and also white flour and refined sugar perpetuate the cycle that television watching produces, whatever that means. White flour and white what? Flour. What? White flour. <laughs> white flour. And what was the other one? And sugar? And sugar, yeah. White, white flour and white sugar. White flour and white sugar. No brown sugar over here, okay? White flour, white, white sugar. <laughs> We're making white cookies, okay? Just a cooking show where yeah. every time the guy talks about ingredients, white flour. White flour. We're going to make cupcakes today, white flour. Ah, right, folks, welcome to KKK Bacon. Now, today we're going to make... cakes. Yeah, KK cakes. <laughs> White flour. We're, we're going to be making the most delicious red velvet cake ever. But of course, because this is KK Cakes, we're going to do it our way with white flour. So it's going to be a white flour red velvet cake, just like the Confederate flag. Cigarettes, television watching that, enhances the That's joy. a hell of a bit. KK Cakes? I'm, I'm, I'm going to write that one down for future use. KK Cakes is pretty fucking funny. White flour. <laughs> 
television watching enhances the need for cigarette smoking, and cigarettes are designed to produce enslavement to the materialistic machine, which ever churns forward. Hell yeah, David's following the word of wisdom. No coffee and no cigarettes. Right. There's a funny little moment in here which really perfectly contextualizes all of David's work. Uh <laughs> In, in this section, to quit smoking, Archangel Michael suggests a high dose of vitamins and you got to drink a lot of distilled water. Mm. David then chimes in to say, um, you, you shouldn't just drink distilled water because it's actually bad for you because it'll oh, demineralize right, right. your body and fuck up the electrolyte balance, which yeah. is true. But apparently da- David doesn't see the problem in him correcting divine knowledge be- because like, he's able to correct Archangel Michael in this section because he knows what he's saying is actually dangerous and wrong. But somehow that doesn't lead him to see that the rest of the prophecy could providing be, could be dangerous and yeah. wrong. He just doesn't have the knowledge to see that. Fruit of the poisonous tree and whatnot. Yeah, he yeah. there you know, he he has a beautiful mind that allows him to exist in a lot of paradoxes. Yeah. I wonder if he meant alkaline. White flower. <laughs> White flower. All right, now you're gonna want to dust this this cake here with a mixture of white flour and white baking soda. Oh, shit. Alcohol. Alcohol, as you know it, is a poison. He's got one thing right. In the present timeline, David notes that he follows this advice and doesn't drink. Alcohol also breaks down your protective aura, which leaves you open to evil, or as David puts it, quote, thus negative entities can very easily penetrate you. Oh, no. A lot of his word choice. Again, the word choice is a bit suspect. A lot of folks get drunk, and you know what happens? They end up getting penetrated. Yeah, all of a sudden you might be gay for a little bit. Yeah. Other drugs, uh, weed is also bad for you, and basically everything is. He says coffee will ruin your stomach and cause constipation, even though coffee is known to, like, cause you to shit. (sighs) Yeah, that's kind of one of the running... Things, yeah, Bits. yeah, that's kind of a thing with coffee. coffee. It has cocaine. been for a long time. Yeah, yeah, they both make you shit. Immunization, fidelity, and communism. Oh no! Quote: Find us on the map under immunization. Immunizea, get it? Or fidelity, Fidel Castro. That one was for Eric. David's note: Many believe Trudeau's father is Fidel Castro. <laughs> they they do have astonishing facial similarities. Michael also just had mentioned Mr. Vancouver. Fidelity is a mega bank that undoubtedly profited from the mass immunization. He has no proof of this. He just says it's undoubtedly true, which was conducted in a communist-style global force projection. Eric, my housemate after college, was a student of Cuban revolutionary politics. Getting to the core of things. What? Uh, oh, that was the end of David's quarter. Eric was a communist? Correct. Yes, yes. He was a communist and a fan of KISS. Getting to the core of things, she progressed forward into the deepest recesses of heart and mind. David Snow. Again, we have mention of Trudeau, immunizations in the deepest recesses of the heart where clots could form. Jesus Christ. You know what this is? It's like watching someone create a uh, connect the dots picture. Like yeah. you always, you only ever see those finished. Right. You don't You've see never the process seen someone, that goes into Yeah, it. the insanity that goes into where you put the dots. Unfortunately, his except dots for, were just randomly stacked yeah, except, on the paper. Except for like when you connect his dots, it's just scribbling. Yeah, it's just a, a jumbled mess. We're now up to section 16, which is December of 1997, which is basically present day. That was the December we had all just lived through. So everyone keep that in mind. We're talking about, you know, a few days ago, basically. Recent times, recent times. David's note, Thanksgiving 2022. 
this appears to be saying that from the release date, oh, right, this, this, he had done so well during the course of this book of not putting a date on prophecy. And then we yeah. get to this Thanksgiving 2022. This appears to be saying that from the release date of this book, we will see major changes in 60 to 80 days. 60 days from Thanksgiving 2022 is January 23rd, 2023, which by the time you guys are hearing this, that's like 10 days away. I mean, I guess we got a new speaker of the house. 80 days. Well, no, it, it can't happen until the 23rd or else his prediction's wrong. Oh, well. It's got to happen after the Oops. 20. So between the 23rd and 80 days from Thanksgiving is February 12th. This is right within the window of when we can expect new investigations to be underway with the new Congress, with the new leadership in the House. The All right, so he's actually not, like, his timeline's not exact, but he's just using factual information. like Trying to, at least. Like, yeah. yes, the Congress will have started and they will begin investigations. The line, the computers are down, seems to refer to the failure of the agenda to inject us with the nanomachines, as well as to control who ends up in office. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. So right. between, what was it, the, the 23rd and February 12th, yeah. we will, uh, I guess the, this whole plot's like, going to be revealed like more or less. It's like two weeks. Yeah, it doesn't give him a lot of, it doesn't give him a lot of wiggle room. He's, he just is incapable of learning this, if, either incapable of learning this lesson or just genuinely believes so much from the heart uh -huh. that he really thinks he's right every time. He, I think he really does believe he's right, but this creates the interesting problem where, like, nothing's going to happen. Maybe something does happen, and he'll have to claim it fits into his thing. I mean, he is at the point where anything could happen, and he could find a way to flip but, it. But if nothing really happens, he's still got two more books of this prophecy to come out. So if you swing and miss big on the first one, you're kind of in a very rough position because he got a thousand more pages of prophecy that no one's going to fucking believe, even more so than they would believe this shit. Yeah, but he was also wrong about 2012 and parlayed that and, into... A, and 2000. Well, but in parlayed that into a successful career. He was wrong about 2012 in real time and got ancient aliens because of it. That's true. He he He's a king of failing up. The old David did have a, a way to parlay his failures into yeah. further success. We haven't seen him bounce back so well since the whole, you know, Q thing. But. Well, it was the first time, and we had noted it, that someone had been right repeatedly uh -huh. just like 12 times in a row. You mean wrong? Or Yeah, wrong. Yeah. Just yeah. like 12 times in a row, verifiably in real time. He struck out a whole lot very yeah. quickly. David makes contact uh, with and has a conversation with who else but Princess Di. Sick. In her appearance, she notes that David had tried so hard to make contact with her in the etheric plane that the laws of the universe mandated she appeared to him, which kind of just sounds like he was so fucking bothersome. She had to make an do appearance you, to shut him up. Do you think he just watched the new seasons of The Crown? And decided to include this? Well, it was just because Diana's in the new seasons. Oh, okay. <clears throat> That's the time period they're on. And he was just like... I'm, I'm Diana. <laughs> just like, I relate to her so much. Maybe I was her, which I don't think is possible because she was alive while he was alive briefly. Correct. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, she was alive up until whatever, 90 something. Yeah. David's so, fucking 50. He's been around since the 70s. So like he can't eat by his own logic. I guess he could have a spiritual connection no, to her. No, here's how this, how this works. Remember parallel realities. Oh, so a different timeline David was... Diana. I guess that would be the but way I would wiggle out of but it. But those are parallel realities existing in the same reality. 
that is a problem with the way David has proposed this. Yeah. Yes, because yes, that par- is a big issue. Parallel realities are fine, but one, he would be Princess Diana and not David Wilcock. Yes, you can't have parallel realities uh, inter intersecting. That's what the word yeah. parallel means. That they never they yeah. never intersect. Well, you know, he didn't think so. Look, editors are important folks for a reason yeah you gotta keep the plot going yeah. so you can sell the other books david makes sure to note that his contact with uh, princess die isn't sexual but he does very creepily describe it as very young and fresh i love that so much about him i would never fuck princess diana but i think her it, ass at 19 let's let's be clear i i think it's more um she she wanted to fuck him, and I think oh, he kind of... Oh, she came on to it. Like he the may harlot, have turned down the advances. The harlot she is in David's like, look, all right, I'm just going to say right now, if you're turning down Princess Di in her prime, you're gay. You're gay. You're, you're, you're fuck, probably gay. That's as much like, that's as convincing as the evidence can get. Well, she showed up, and she was naturally very awestruck by David. Quote, Hell yeah. She told me my channeling was highly respected in her realm for being accurate. She was expressing deep, sincere thanks that I had pulled this data in and solved the puzzle of her murder. David really wrote erotic fan fiction where he doesn't fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's like he wrote the porn up to the fucking, but just never included the fucking. Yeah, it's, he's just a he's a pizza delivery guy who's actually just delivering pizzas. Yeah, he just wants to make sure you get your order perfect, fresh and ready. Yeah, he shows up. Yeah. And he's like, "Did you order a big sausage pizza?" And they're like, "No, actually, pepperoni." He's like, "Oh, my my apologies. Here's a pepperoni." Yeah, he saves Princess <laughs> Diana from dying in that car crash. She's like, and oh, solves her murder. Oh, David, please, can I suck your dick? And he's like. That's not what I'm here for. Not for me. <laughs> I'm just here for the job. With that rating, we have reached the conclusion of 1997, and uh, that's where David had actually concluded the book to begin with until he found this other incredible rating from 2010. So here we go. Section 17, prophetic articles from, and then he writes prophetic articles from 2009. The 2010 nice. one was a direct quote, and then the next like <laughs> sentence is prophetic articles. All right. Anyways, David wrote a big article that was titled The Great Awakening, and it was written about the uh, swine flu. It's crazy how much more well-grounded David used to be um, back in the day. because Yeah, the prose is revealing. We get this. Quote, haven't you started noticing that the mainstream media always wants you to think we're right on the brink of an apocalypse? And the answer is, yes, I have noticed that, but I've also noticed you doing that. For yeah, the last you do that. Eight years you've been doing that. And then uh, I well, did. Longer than that, he's up to tw- he's up to a full decade. That's true. I guess he was predicting the end of the world. That's not really a great thing. I uh, I may have spoken too soon on him being a bit more sane back then because we now, here is in the written form, this is David acting out the mainstream media fucking us with their fear dicks. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Now you've got it. Fear, 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 fear. Oh, my God. We're all going to die. Scenes of mass panic in the streets. You know you like it. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. That feels good, baby. Do me, do me. Just like the old times. Oh, it's so good. So, so good. Yes, rush to the TV. Keep it on. Call your family. And so... <laughs> the media, the mass media, fucking us with fear dicks. David's writing C- CNN porn. Yeah. Oh, oh, Brian Stelter. Oh, oh, what's the fear COVID? Me good. What's the COVID death count? Oh, fuck. <laughs> David. Now, maybe that section aside, he was a much better writer back then, and uh, 
without fail, though, every time he he talks about uh, working with the retards again, and he again brings up that he was paid $5.77 to do that, which I think is the third time he mentions his pay rate in this book. Well, he also he, mentioned an awakening in the dream a bunch. They should have paid him more. There's a section in here where David just reprints a Colbert report segment. And Hell yeah, dude. In that segment, Colbert actually talks about another guest appearance here, Benjamin Fulford. Hell yeah, dude. Ben had actually somehow, I don't know how this is possible, Ben must have lost his mind too. Ben was a writer for Forbes magazine. And at this point in time, I guess he was bitching because he, he wrote some article about uh, the Illuminati and was talking about a bunch of different companies and Forbes wouldn't run it because the companies he was talking about were like we're, sponsors. We're Forbes 500 companies? Right. So he didn't want to be like, you can't accuse our sponsors of being hey, satanic hey, pedophiles. You can't say IBM is run by draconians. Uh David, it kind of he plays hard to get with Edgar Casey because you know earlier in the book they seem to directly confirm it, but then he still prints uh, this section where he says, "quote This also looked like the harp of King David, which would be another one of my prior incarnations if I am indeed the reincarnation of Edgar Casey." So he he's King he's David too. He's also King David. Edgar Casey, King David. Princess Diana, Archangel Michael, and uh, uh, different dimension Jesus. I mean, I guess it'd be an interesting question for like a, a a Buddhist monk is like, well, if you're an important person in this life, like super important, would you always be important reincarnating? Because the soul keeps some of the DNA. So like, right. are you then destined to be always important, good or bad? Or is it just David happened to win the fucking lottery? That would kind of check out because they do say, like, if your karma shit, you'll be reincarnated as something shit. So yeah. in David's thing, like, I guess the guy who invented time in the calendar would be reincarnated as something really cool. Because, like, the Powerball is pretty high right now. Right. So, like, I think I'm going to go buy tickets and hope I reincarnated as someone who wins the lottery. Oh, uh. We're finally, we're at the last section here. Section 18, Michael writes a conclusion in 2010. We get a uh, little behind-the-scenes look here on when David was getting ready to go on Coast to Coast with George Norrie. But uh, 90 minutes prior to that, he began to get a reading three words at a time, which does answer my question. These, these readings he's getting, I think he translates them very slowly into his recorder. It occurs over a very extended I mean, period. It took, it took Joseph a minute. Which kind of makes this whole thing easier in my mind, because we were talking about, like, if he if he's reciting this shit as you and I are talking currently, that'd be wildly impressive. Yeah. I keep hearing noises from the other apartment that sounds they're, like our door opening. And no, there, they're beating their children. It's free, oh, okay. It's that time of day. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck was... Oh, right. The three words at a time. But him taking, you know, the length of an entire feature film to get a few paragraphs isn't... It's not that impressive anymore. No, not in this era. Uh, David, it, it is interesting to note because he mentioned earlier in the book that he couldn't, uh, channel anymore because he was in a fucked up headspace, right? And right. he was afraid he would get evil shit. So clearly in 2010, he felt he was in a good enough, uh, headspace to right, channel. Right. And he does mention that he was kind of, he was feeling himself because he had been flying back, uh, and he correctly picked his departure gate at Heathrow Airport. He was able Sick. to, like, divine where his plane would yeah. leave. Yeah, there was this writing all of a sudden on my ticket. Yes, I saw this vision of a that gate. said, gate B8. That the one on my ticket. Yeah. Uh, the, the voices in his head, even back then, do have a tendency to soothe him. Quote, 
More importantly, however, when you get these notes from the universe, please remember that they are offered in love and in gratitude to you. It can seem that so many have said hurtful things to you over your years of life that any such messages of potential significance in how you may change yourself for the better could be seen and construed as insulting. I think uh, here's here's another example coming up of, of uh-huh. David conveniently overlooking passages that actually do kind of predict where his life is at now. Quote, the fragile nature of identity is easy to lose track of. It can be very difficult to maintain that sense of self in the midst of such overwhelming emotional and spiritual changes. And I, I, we kind of already talked about it, but I did note, like, if there's one thing all this uh, automatic writing and speaking would actually probably be decent in terms of data to clean from it is David's personal life. Yeah, like this. This is it's kind of just revealing probably what he's thinking deep down, but is always too afraid to actually kind of own. Oh, it's incredibly revealing. So there's all these sections about like losing yourself and not being true to yourself yeah. and shit. It, he washes over those completely, skips them in favor of uh, you know Trudeau sounds like blood clots. Well, if he if he admits it, then this all falls apart. Listen, note how much more coherent his channeling voice was in, in 2010. Because we've heard his channeling voice from the 90s when he was a fucking mess. Yeah. We've seen him currently as a fucking mess. But this is what it sounded like in 2010. Quote, we would humbly request that when you receive a karmic blast, you step away from the apparent feelings of judgment and criticism that your mind would be quick to assign to those events. And instead, understand and reflect upon the fact that you are loved more than you could ever possibly imagine. When these balancing events occur, they are administered with a hopefulness that this will finally penetrate the heavily fortified defenses of the personality, self, or ego mind, and get a message through about how those thoughts and deeds that you have, uh, that you have created in turn affect others, by then bringing to you the reflection of those experiences through your own lens. It really is never intended to be punishment, but we so often see great tears and great forlorn oh tears and great forlorn emotion arising from such karmic blasts. Yeah, see that's well written enough that like you can tell me whatever you want about it and be like, all right. Right. It actually sounds like uh something. It sounds it's, like it's a- coherent thought with with prophetic uh sprinklings. Speaking, uh, as I just was, of David kind of predicting his current psychological state and skipping over it, here is maybe the most prophetic part of the entire fucking book. Quote, The death of this distorted personality self is a psychological event. It may also be heralded by certain physical consequences and upheavals in your own life. The loss of a significant relationship, the loss of prestige, the loss of assets and financial instruments, the loss of pride. <laughs> now, now, if he were to tell me this was a prediction of what what, what he was going through now, I'd have to kind of listen because that really does describe what's happening now. Yeah, he's he lost his, his what was it? It was uh, his relationship, uh, prestige, assets, financial instruments, certainly yeah. pride, and his pride. Wow, how do we win the galactic game? I think this is the uh, last reading from the book. Quote, winning the game involves appreciating who you are, and that is the greatest question you can ever ask yourself. To meditate on the truth of your identity and the vastness of that truth is to eclipse the apparent significance of all the things the body would like to have. 
all the comfort and all the material pleasures it would seek to stack around itself and replace those longings with greater knowingness that in every moment, regardless of how difficult it may seem at the time, this truth of your identity is right there, and it comes to you through simply awakening to the purity and stillness of the now. You know, if you went through and stripped out the bad shit insanity and just left, like, the self-help type shit, probably not a bad book, actually. Look, that part, and that's what I'm saying, in 2010, like, that, it, I, I think it's fitting that the book concludes on that portion because... It's a good sentence. He sounds coherent, and yeah. yes, it's, like, genuinely good. That's it's good something advice. I fucking agree with. Yeah. It took 555 pages, but we got there. So that was the last reading. We do, uh, there is a little epilogue, though. Okay. And we return to India Daily. Hell which, yeah, dude. Which is his favorite newspaper. India Daily indicated there will be a galactic family reunion, which I do think he's just using in place of ascension in this context. Okay. And then, what can we expect from book two? Quote, Ooh. as we head into book two, we will see how Michael pinpointed a new mind calendar end date that directly oh, coincided yeah. with the debut of mass inoculation. Hell yeah, dude. The Mayan end date now is actually about the shots. Ooh, and I, I believe... You know the Mayans who died of disease? They were they, they, they hated a, vaccines. They were all anti-vaxxers. Uh, he does say in a different part of this book that I believe the 25,000-year cycle, which he originally predicted was 2012, and then before that he predicted 2000. He... Uh, he indicates that did get shifted to sometime in 2020. Sick, bro. And again, I don't know when this book two is coming out, but I, I anxiously await it. Uh, although I mean, hopefully not too soon. My mind could use a bit of a break. That's true. We, we have other people to, to cover. Yeah. Uh, it does seem like he kind of has them all canned already, though. I think so. Which and would make sense to why he just was putting up like no videos. Is if you're writing three books in a row... Yeah, you gotta. Uh, you can't. You're just not gonna have time to do anything else. What is what is his Twitter? I kind of want to go to it and just sort of see what he's. Uh, see if he's been tweeting. Yeah, I want to see what he's been uh, getting up to today. Hey, if there's a, you know, I found some turkeys. Oh, two hours ago. Wait Ooh. a second. Wait a second. How much? Uh, uh, January. As of January first, I'm digging into book two and reading it really for the first time today, and it is very heavy stuff. Happy New Year. The book speaks with such urgency about our immediate future that I'm literally scrambling to at least finish book two ASAP. So it does sound Hell like yeah, we're getting dude. it soon. He tweeted yeah. uh, twice today. We finally have a burst of nice weather up here. No wind, snow, or severe cold. I'm scrambling to get book two out due to the urgency, which will become clearer once you see it. I'm adding in some incredible new sol solar flash data. Stay tuned. Oh, God, the fucking solar Make flash. Make a fucking video. After talking it over with my mother, I've decided that things are moving so fast, I need to just finish books two and three as soon as possible. I will worry about all the income-generating stuff later. I just want all these done and done now. Damn, he's so lonely he's talking to his mom again? Yeah, yeah it's pretty rough. That's pretty rough. So uh, I like how he's like, now depending on how much money I make... <laughs> yeah, I might have to move things around. Yeah, I'm not worried about the money other than the $100 you're paying to give. We're reading the, this is the 7th. Yes. So by the time, you know, this will come out Friday. Yeah. 
we you know we may get some some David updates by then. Who oh knows? shit! You know when this is gonna come out on Friday the thirteenth. Ooh, and that David, is prophecy. David would love that scene. David would certainly assign meaning to yeah. that because we're like the evil entities in his life. Yeah. And evil would put something out on Friday the thirteenth. Maybe we are the uh, the works of Satan. I mean, maybe. Look, I believe in reincarnation and that we have been sent here from time time in millennia to denigrate these people. We are. I don't know whose whose work we're doing, whether uh, it be. The Lord or the Dark Lord, right? Or maybe like a Hindu god, Vishnu or some shit. We are we're the trickster entities, right? We're the coyote in Japan. We are the the the, the trickster entities that come back to you know fuck with those who need humbling. If you think about our our history of you know drinking, we're the we're the yokai, <laughs> as they would say, who like to make fun of gay nerds. If you think of our history of uh. Drinking and drugging and the fact that neither of us are dead, it does kind of stand to reason that perhaps there was some uh, divine intercession on our behalfs. So maybe, oh yes, I don't know which side of the the equation we're working for. I hope it's the good one. Look, we're born 10 years later. We die of a fentanyl overdose. I, I literally have zero doubt in my mind. I agree with that. Yes. Yeah, 1,000%. On it, that it would have, note. <laughs> it would have happened. Patreon.com slash hidden in plain sight pod. Yeah, go sign up. Three bucks. If you like the David content. There's a fuckload more on there. The Awakening in the Dream table read, pretty fucking phenomenal, if I do say so myself. That's there, but but on top of that, there's gotta be there's gotta be like fifteen hours of David's specific content, if not more. Oh, when we when we were in the kitchen back in California. Some of those yeah, videos were, we're fucking doing like, six hours long. I was going to say, yeah, we're doing like five-hour videos. Yeah, there's tons of David and yeah. Corey shit if that's yeah. what you're into. There's a yeah. lot of that floating around in there and Perry's, tons of other Perry's, stuff, too. Perry's going to start blogging. <laughs> yeah, any day now I'll start a blog. Just start, just find like weird pop cultures. Either that or Doc Fox. I love the Doc Fox pitch, but that might... Cause more we can problem. get him. I don't think I'm the blogging type. Well, I the bishop doubt the bishop seems to differ. <laughs> the thing is, you got to do it blogging like uh, circa 2010 right. early, bars. early Bill Simmons, two, shit. 2000, no, 2010 bar stool where like they weren't writers, none uh, of them were like great writers, they were just writing about shit. they were basically just like transcribing them ranting, which is usually funny. Maybe I could pull it off, yeah. At Hidden Plain Sight Radio on Instagram, you're yeah. at Brandon Steele Hidden, and we're at the Hidden Pod on Twitter, where yeah. Corey Good has blocked us. Uh, did he? Did he block us? I think he really did block us. Yes. Someone posted something the other day about David blocking him. I was like, David's not blocking us. Look, I have two. Am I logged into our account on this? Uh, yeah. I am. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, we're not blocked. So we are not blocked by David. Corey, I on have. The other hand. I have two marvelous pitches for David. We gotta get get in his ear. So we have to know someone with his. Either his number or his contact info. I genuinely want to to do these show, like even just for me to watch. Like it sounds hilarious. It wouldn't be hard to do. Like I I can make this happen quickly. I also wouldn't mind the opportunity to attempt to talk the man down from the ledge. That's what I'm saying. Let let us give him two shows that have nothing to do with anything crazy. They're just him being David. Mm-hmm. And let's you know let's get him into some content that doesn't involve. Him having to predict the end of days. Coming soon to Blaze TV, David's Variety Hour. This, well, no, this will be on our personal <laughs> oh, network. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is this is the couldn't be worse network, yeah. where the content, you know, it it 
couldn't be worse. Uh, but yeah, I think that would be fun. I might also start throwing up the link to the Rumble channel. I just, think we should probably do that. Just because if we can get to a thousand subs there, we can do lives on over Rumble, on Rumble on Rumble and shit, which would be nice because then you can do supers and whatever. But the other thing I'm thinking of doing is uh, the day of the live stream, I'll just post something on Patreon. And, like, if you guys want to ask questions, we can make that a little segment. That way, Oh, like, that's a good idea. That yeah. way, instead of you having, like, pay for Super Chats to ask one question, like, just go fucking sign up for the Patreon and... Throw questions throw in there. Throw the question in there. Like, the Patreon's cheaper than the Super Chats unless you want to pay for... Yeah, we actually get the majority tiers. of the Patreon money. You do not yeah. really... You get... Uh, YouTube takes a decent chunk of that Super Chat. I know what, the, I know what the, the numbers look like and the sausage looks like, and it's... It's pretty much an unsustainable lifestyle unless you are selling this shit out of some other products. Yeah. All right. Hootie hoop. Mamba out.